want to deal with a subject tonight that is uh, very important. I think it's one of the key things that uh, we need in our everyday Christian walk. Amen. And I'm dealing with faith tonight, understanding our faith. Uh, I'll be coming from Hebrews 11. That is the hall of faith. Amen. And so you don't have to stand because we're going to want to kind of deal with it. Um, just go there. A uh, couple of things I want to deal with tonight on this subject. Amen. Bless you, ushers. Um, because I believe that we all know about faith. We, we've heard it. We've been in church so long. We know what faith is. We, we've heard it many of years. Uh, but I find myself still struggling with how to operate in faith. Uh, it's easy to talk about faith. It's easy to say you have faith until adversity strikes. And so in this study, when I, when I begin just to uh, look, uh, the one of the questions that came to mind is, what is faith? And we know in verse 1 of chapter 11, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's pretty simple, right? But what does that really mean, the, the assurance of things? That word, assurance, really got to me. Because I, I found it means to place under. Uh, when, you, when you are sure about something, there is no doubt in your mind about whatever it is that you're sure about, you're 110% sure. Now, here, here's what, here's what I, I gathered from this as an analogy of assurance. It's the foundation of something. It means to place under, which means it's a firm foundation. You know, I want to use this analogy. When a builder builds uh, a building, they have to set the foundation first before they can build on the foundation. So, in other words, the, the foundation of that building has to be so secured that when they build, as high as they build, they know that it's going to stand because of the foundation. But when you have assurance in your faith, it's a unwavering type of firm foundation that you know that you're going to make it out. Now, here's what I found out. Also about this assurance that, first of all, that faith has to be in God. Everything that we do that's by faith has to be in God. Here's a simple, here's a simple uh, uh, definition or way you can say what faith is. Faith is confidence in God that leads to obedience to God. We're going to look at it. Faith is confidence in God that leads to obedience to God, which means this, that it's impossible for you to have faith and your actions don't show it. That's why I said it's easy for us to, when, when we're at church or when we're in front of people, it's easy to talk the good talk and walk the good walk, but when we're by ourselves, we really don't have the kind of faith that we need to have, right? And so he, here's what here here's another thing. What I learned about this that 
You, we are not saved by our works, but our works are evidence that we are saved. Right? Because our faith is the confidence in God that leads to obedience to God. And so that's why, that's why I wanted to start there and say the assurance of faith, what is it? The assurance of faith, but it's also uh, the conviction of things not seen. It's assurance of things hoped for, like, like it's, it's like this. How do you know that you are saved? You have an assurance that, yes, I gave God my life. My faith comes in of things hoped for, that, which means that when God called me home, I have an assurance in him that I will receive eternal life. That, that's, that's another way of looking at of how faith, what is faith. It's us having the assurance in God that whatever he promised is going to come to pass. What is one of the things that he promised? Eternal life. Righteousness, right? The fruit of the spirit. So the things that, so when it comes down to faith, we have to have that assurance in God. Amen. And, it's, and we also have to have a conviction, right? Of the things not seen, which means we don't know when it's going to be our last day on earth. But we have enough faith that, I, that we know we're going to make it in. That assurance, that conviction that no matter what I face, no matter what I go through, I have an assurance that it's going to be all right. Amen? And so here's another question. How do we exercise this faith in our daily life? How do we exercise our faith? Well, let's look at it. Verse 2, for by it men of old gain approval. Notice how everything in chapter 11, it starts out, if you look at verse 3, everything starts out by faith. I realize something that everything that we do, everything, it's by faith. One of the things that the lesson was on Friday night, uh, holding on to our faith, right? Holding on. See, the thing about it is it's about that holding on piece when things get hard. It's about continuing holding on to our faith, what we believe, that we believe that God will bring us through, that God will Help us through the storm. Help us through the trials. Help us through the tribulation. It's that assurance of knowing that no matter what I face, I'm secure in God, right? And so verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God. So I know that they try to put scientific with it. They try to, you know, tell you science did this. But we are assured that God created the heavens and earth. By faith, we know that this world was not made by man. We know by faith that even though we didn't see it, but we know by faith because the word says in the beginning. So by faith, we know that they were created amen he says by faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of god so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible look at verse four it says by faith now here's where it goes into how do we exercise this faith right 
Because when you understand about Cain and Abel, you, you understand that God accepted one and rejected the other. Why is that? Simply because this. Remember when we looked at, when, when we said that uh, faith in God leads to obedience to God? The reason why uh, Abel's sacrifice was accepted by God because he did it through obedience to God. God asks for the first fruit, the best of everything. See, what you have to understand that we have to operate by faith by doing what God says to do. See, by faith, see what I'm saying? By faith, Abel gave it because he did it by faith. Although Cain on the other side, when you don't operate in faith, when you don't, when you don't understand and, and don't, want to do things by God's way, you'll just go through the motions. See, it's easy to come here Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. It's easy to come here going through the motions. It's, it's easy to give just out of routine, out of formation. But when we do it by faith, it's because we have a love for God in our hearts that I'm just not doing this out of routine. I'm doing this because, number one, God, you set the standard for me to do this. So because that is the standard that, God, I'm going to give this from my heart the way you asked. Faith in God. Now, now I don't know if, if, you have, uh, if you struggle like me with money. You know, to where, you know, you, well, I give, so I'm not saying not to give. But I'm saying <laughs> sometimes you only have enough just to pay that one bill. But watch this. When you give to God, this is what I learned. When you give to God by faith, God steps in. And even though we don't see it on that day, watch this. It don't come till that probably that week before it's due or on the day that it's due. But we gave by faith. You follow me? So it's about having that faith in God that he will. All right. Exactly. What you have to know is that faith is understanding and knowing who God is. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because that's one of the things I want to bring out about our faith. All right. So let's go on. It says, by faith we understand I'm sorry, by verse 4, by, fa by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. Right? God testifying about his gift and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Why? Because it was by faith that he did this. By faith, verse 5, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. He was not found because God took him up. Do you not know that when it talks about how Enoch had so much faith, he knew who God was? The problem we have today is that we really don't know who God is. We have a form of knowing who he is, but we don't know him personally. That's why sometimes we struggle in our faith. I learned this too, that when we trust somebody, it's easy for us to give. When we trust somebody, it's easy for us to uh, lower our, our, our walls around them. Because we know that, why, they're going to they gonna cover us, they're going to take care of us, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. When we trust them. 
That's the same kind of trust we have to have in God, in his character, that he is who he said he is. Can I ask you, have God ever lied to you? Have God ever let you down? So then if, if you can answer those questions with a, a sure yes, then what's the problem? See, the enemy is always after your faith. He's always after trying to make God look bad. Oh, this ain't going right in your life. That ain't working. Everything is falling apart around you. How can you serve a God like that? But again, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it in the text. Amen? So Enoch, he had this, this assurance in God that he is who he said he is. Can I ask you, what is God to you? I know he's all right. He woke you up this morning. But who is he to you personally? Can you say that? Can you believe and know that God is faithful? You can take that to the bank to know that in spite of all what I go through, God is faithful. And here's, here's another thing that I found out about faith. Faith is, is described, it's, it's defined in many different ways. It's belief, it's confidence, it's hope, it's trust, it's faithfulness. It's a lot of different things. He had this undeniably uh, view of God that no matter what he went through, he knew who God was. Amen. And when you have faith like that, you can stand on his promise. But here's, a, here, here's another thing I want to I wanna really look at too. What happens when we have a promise from God or a word from God, but our situation looks not that? What happens in that gray area of manifesting the promise that God said, but he told you something back here? What happens? Because a lot of times what our situation portrays is the total opposite of what God said. And it goes back to that holding on to our faith. Can you Hold on by being faithful unto God, being committed to him, trusting in him. In that time of the gray area, amen, that we don't know how we're going to come out. Look at this. One of the examples that they used in chapter 11 was Noah, right? And if you read the story of Noah, the story of Noah that God gave him a word, right? They didn't know when it was going to rain. They didn't know it was out the clear blue. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, just thinking if, if, you know, if we was in that time, just think about it. God gave you word, said build a boat. It's, it's clear outside. Build a boat, it's going to rain after a while. Preach this message, tell the people, repent of your sins, Rain is coming. Now imagine Noah having this word, now still facing persecution, 
being talked about, being mistreated, being, being all, all that. See, because that's the same way with us. That's the same way. That's the same way. We, we, God give us the word or a promise, but yet sometimes we don't see that manifesting in our life. Noah was so convinced in God, right, that he continued to build the boat in spite of. So what is, what is that encouraging let us, and let, and let us know? That if we, we hold on to the word, the promise will come to pass. Amen? He did that by faith, holding on to his faith of what God had promised. Right? Now, I want to show you this. What happens when we don't exercise faith? It's found in verse 6. And so here's what I want to tell you too because the book of Hebrews it's about them being newly converted but they weren't fully persuaded that Jesus is who he said he was. So they still doubted who, who he was. And so the writer began to write to set things straight to say that Jesus is better than everything. Jesus is, he's it. And when he begins to talk about this 11th chapter, by faith that these examples that they had, amen, he begins to show us how having our faith in Christ is much better than anything that we can put our trust in. But the issue comes when we don't operate in faith. Because verse 6 says, and without faith. And without faith. Which means when we don't operate in faith, we give in to all everything else. We give in to temptation. We give in to those thoughts that come to mind. We give in because it gets a little hard and he say without faith. And I learned this, that without faith, we can't do anything. Because we don't set our mind to do anything. When we don't have faith, you have to understand that everything is done by faith. He says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. But this is what, this is what got me. When he says in verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, right? That he is. Remember, I talked about how faith has to be in God's character, right? Because initially, anytime when you deal with faith, it has to be in God. But he said, he who comes to God must believe that he is. 
So which means my faith is not contingent upon what I go through. It's not contingent upon what I'm dealing with today. It's not contingent on whether things are working out the way that I want them to work. Because no matter what, whatever is going through, guess what? Whatever I'm going through, God still remains who he is. And I have to be sure that God is who he said. That's the, that's the undeniably under, unshakable faith that we have to have in God. That's the only way we'll be able to have the right perspective to see the end of the tunnel. Is heaven that he is. I couldn't, I couldn't shake that. I, I couldn't shake it. Because of the simple fact, if we believe in God's character, right? He does, he is what he said he is. He's gonna do what he says he's gonna do. Because he, he is, he's faithful that promise, right? So which means whatever God set out to do, he's gonna do it. His word won't return to him void. And so we have to understand and know that he is. And look at it. And that he is a rewarder, right, of those who seek him. Now listen. The reward he's talking about, we think it's material things. But the reward he's talking about is righteousness, it's long-suffering, it's strength to make it through, it's eternal life. He said he is a rewarder of those who seek him. When you continue to seek God, we do it by faith. We're not just going through the motions of being persistent at seeking him. We're not just going through the motions of coming here Sunday after Sunday, week after week. We're not just going through the motions. What we're doing, we're doing this by faith because we know who God is, right? I'm going to tell you something else. It also plays a part in your worship. Faith plays a part in your worship. You know why? Because you're not here to worship what you see or everybody else. You're worshiping the creator, the man. That's why you have to make it personal when you worship. Because when your mind begins to think back on oh, all the crazy things that you got yourself into, God is the one that covered you, right? So we can worship and praise him truly and freely because he is God. But not only that he's God, but because he brought you through. So we can worship truly and honestly because we know who God is. So everything that we do, we do it by faith. We seek him by faith. We remain faithful because we have faith. We trust in him because we know who he is. So we do these things by faith. And so what I want to tell you tonight is that if you're going to make it through the rest of your life, you have to do it with faith. It's necessary. Having faith in this Christian walk is necessary, which means we can't do it without faith. If you do it without faith, you fail. And watch this. I don't know if you be able to recognize it. But one of, the, one of the things I struggle with is faith with faith is because instead of me putting my faith in God, I was putting my faith in people. 
I was putting my faith in things. I was putting my faith in money, thinking that it was so much better. Well, I got to do this. Not operating in faith because I'm like, man, my life's going to get cut off if I don't go to work. I, I got bills to pay, so I got to go make this money. If they saying some overtime, let me get some overtime because, shoot, I got bills. And I like that overtime. I like that extra money. See what I'm saying? And it caused me to, to leave myself empty. I thought I was doing the right thing. Only to come back to square one, left empty. Left broken. See what I'm saying? So when, when you really understand that faith is connected to everything that you do, you will get more serious about the word of God. Because watch this, to believe the word of God, you have to do it by faith. Folk going to think you're crazy. But it's by faith. Because if God said it, then it's done. You can get encouragement with this one thing. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, you think the last thing you think about in that when you're going through is that i never leave you. Because sometimes we feel like God is not there when we're going through things. But he says, I never leave you. I never forsake you. Watch this. The word will set you free. Right? You can go to the word to find everything you need to be free. It was something. Here's what I started doing. I started believing what God said. I, didn't, I tried everybody else's word. I took everybody else's word because I trusted them. And when I acted upon it, when, I, when it really came to, to the head, guess what happened? It wasn't even true. Now, here it is. I'm believing somebody else's word, and I got the word right here, but I'm not taking it the word to heart. I'm not making it personal. So, therefore, I'm still going. I'm still leaving out of here with, with my mind bound, still in shackles, going back to that old lifestyle. Because I thought that, man, if I just show up to church, I just got to show up. I'm here. I hear the word, but I'm here. And I ain't going to do it. You know, you know what, what helps you to apply the word? It's by faith. By faith, you apply what the word of God said. And it wasn't until I took, the, took God at his word that say that, look, if you believe in my word, if you abide in my word, then he says, you are truly my disciples. Right? We can, we can make time for everything, but can we make time for the word? We have to do that by faith. It's, it's by faith that we do this. And so, and so here's what I learned. When, like I told you, when I start taking the word, when I start taking God at his word, and when I start really believing this word, I found something that I that I've been looking for. After all this time, I found something from the word. And when the when when the Holy Spirit gave me understanding over over whatever I was looking for, I felt free in my heart. I wasn't bound anymore. Because so, for so long, you can be bound to a situation. You can, you can be bound to say, man, it ain't going to work. You can be bound to like just, just having a low view of yourself. But the word can set us free. That's why we have the word. But it's not until we take 
to work personally and make it our own. Now I'm free. And so the same thing I'm telling you tonight. Take the word when you understand how important faith is. Let me bring something else to you. I'm just about done. Let me bring something else to you. When he talks about, when he says that I've cast out demons, I did all this in your name, I did this, I've done that. And when, we stand, when they stand before God, he said, I know you're not. You know what that has to do with? Our hearts. Because faith, right, has to be in God. So you, you're doing all them things, but I never knew you because why? You never had a personal relationship with me. Do you, do you know the way to have a personal relationship with God is by faith? I'm driving at home because when I really understood that faith is so important, faith will pull you out of things. Faith will get you through it. Faith, faith will, will take you a whole lot further than, yeah, they sell you a wolf ticket in the world. But here it is. We got, we got freedom right here. We got eternal life right here. Right here in his word. And the whole thing with Jesus was driving home in the gospel, especially in John, was to believe in the one that God sent. You got people that don't even believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe. It's going to be a sad day for them. But what I'm telling y'all is that we have to have faith in who Jesus says he is. He says he's a rewarder to them that seek him. So know who God is. Take some time to know who God is, just like a relationship. We take the time to get to know the person. We ask them their likes, their dislikes, what they like to do. We go through all that, right? It's the same thing with learning about who God is, how he operates in our life. How does he operate in your life? How do you line up yourself under what he wants? See, it's also giving up yourself so that you can surrender to him. Right? By faith. We do it by faith, y'all. All right, all right. That was it. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. By faith. Understand.